1: Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. This is Shit You Might Have Missed on Flash Black Radio. Bringing in the show today is me, the wonderful, amazing, lovely, awesome, talented, well-read. Humble. Extremely humble, tea Rich. Sitting next to me, I have the amazing, smooth-voiced, tall, great cook. Well singing uh, Another singer.
2: I, I didn't. It took me a second to realize you were talking about me.
0: Well, you were sitting next to. Him, yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, her, her, her. Uh, the the recipient of her future nuptials is sitting on the other side of her. That is and true. He, oh. Some of those categories, some of those characteristics could be attributable to him as that, well. That is so, fair. That is fair. He's also very tall.
1: He is. Tell the people your name, though, babe. Uh,
2: yeah, S. in the building, ready to, ready to do some things.
1: Over the air, we have the well-informed, well-educated, top 10 percenter.
2: Overly educated.
1: Revolutionary.
2: Militant as fuck.
1: Holder of the beautiful knees.
3: <laughs>
2: they are some mighty fine knees.
3: My friends, I avoided death for you. So, you know, reveling.
1: On the other side, we have the sick. Wow.
3: <laughs> Halfway
1: hotep. <laughs> Actually, I thought we I thought drinker we established I'm the, the halfway
0: whole tap advocate, devil's advocate.
3: Really,
0: <laughs> <laughs> No superlatives, huh?
1: I gave you sick yeah. halfway hotel. tap That's not superlative. Drinker of teas. That, that is none of uh, those is superlative. Wearer of glasses. Oh.
0: Okay, know what? Um, I'm just <gasps> Da Vinci Parks, aka Leap Bennett the oh, Third. Still doing this because know what? It's all about y'all. So yeah, I'm here.
1: <sighs> and he's dedicated. I so. try to
0: be. What a wonderful moment that was. <laughs> the sick. I knew it was coming. I could tell by the setup. It was going around. I, 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 I know none of this is going to be good for me, but it's all
1: good. It, it could have been.
0: Oh, uh, it might. But it wasn't.
3: Been. I mean, but this is what you're giving us today. It might
0: probably could. It,
1: Really?
3: I think everybody should know that anyone in that room qualifies for combat pay. Oh,
1: we, we're gosh. trying, girl. We're trying. We're OSHA, trying
0: to get combat that pay me It's always something.
3: It's always something. I mm-hmm. mean, because, you know, see, here's the thing about a cold. Where'd it come from? You got a cold from an adult, we cool. You got a cold from a child, dude, get the fuck away from me. Like, far away from me. Children are incubators. And so, unless viruses. you can tell me the provenance of your of your germs, like-
0: Oh, honestly, this really this enough. really isn't like a, a cold from getting it from like somebody else. This is really me being in Adams Morgan last Saturday trying to find parking when it's super cold. What happened is I'm susceptible to getting sick when I go from hot to cold really fast. The day before, it was 67 degrees when we were at the game in the concert. And then the next day is below 30. So there's this that. This is an
3: infection you got, right?
0: Nah, nah. It's, this actually was a sore throat that I didn't tend to fast enough, and it just got worse because I kept doing dumb shit. So my sore throat became
1: a head cold. This is pneumonia weather. Yeah, I'm good. So
3: that's an infection, right? Because, you know, a are viruses. Okay. Right. See, like I said, you don't know the provenance of your germs,
0: sir. Okay. You know what I never know? I, never I haven't know. been around any kids, so I definitely ain't come from no kids. I never, I never
2: know, like, uh, if all of the mitigating uh, methods I'm employing actually have any effect or whether I just, like, wasn't really getting sick. If it was just, like, a faint, you know? You know, sometimes you get, like, a little... You you your sinuses may be a little stuffy, or you you have a little sore throat. I can normally then, tell when I'm
0: getting sick. I know me, you, I'm, I'm not able to head it off though. And then you go full court press on it. You yeah. Like you get some, you drink some ginger
2: water, and you like gargle salt water, and yeah. you like do all the all the different things that you're supposed to do, you, you know. And then like you you feel like you're not getting sick after you do all those things. Yeah. But then sometimes you do all those things and you still get sick. Yeah. So I mean do I those mean, things actually work, or like, is it just like a different type of sick? And I, I just different think things just work think,
0: in different circumstances. Like, I don't know. I think there's a lot of things. I think um, sometimes you're just more susceptible. Sometimes uh, there are other things that could be getting you. Like normally um, when I was younger, because I never, I was never really a sickly kid, but when I got sick, I got super sick. So I mean, I like to get like a three way sinus infection and like like some other shit, just just all in one go and be down for like a week and pop back up. So i tell you what I didn't learn until I was an adult. So
2: I've dealt with allergies pretty much my whole life in hindsight. I didn't know i had never allergies. Got, never got diagnosed yeah. with them. Yeah. Same here. So as an adult, like I kind of just figured it out on my own. All these times I thought that I was getting sick. And then there's times you would take cold medicine. The cold medicine wouldn't do anything for your symptoms. You have allergies, cold medicine, not going to help your symptoms. Yeah. So when I finally started taking allergy medication when I felt those same symptoms coming along and I started feeling bad I was like oh oh shit there's allergies so now like I'm now thinking back over the course of like my whole life I've only had colds like an actual cold or the actual flu or Never something like flu. that once or twice like my whole life Never. Had every other time it's been my allergies acting up and I just didn't know
0: that that's what it was So I just think that's interesting yeah Never had the flu. So, I mean, like, again, um, I I know stuff like if I hadn't gone to work a day, just stayed still, just chilled, I'd have been cool. Because my office, unfortunately, um, has very bad air circulation. It's an older building. And, um, unfortunately, they blow air conditioning in the wintertime and heat in the summertime. And I sit directly under a vent all day. So having very poor quality air blowing on you for eight hours does not help your situation. So these are all things that are contributing to me. Like, okay. Like I said, there are other contributing factors. On top of the fact that, you know, I kept doing Morty the Hormone Monster, like, all day Sunday. Very hard on my throat. If y'all haven't seen Big Mouth. It's a Netflix show.
1: Speaking of hormone monsters, your president has led us to a shutdown. (laughs) (laughs) Nice segue. Thank you for that.
0: You're welcome. I was was hoping that you would see the the clear alley-oop on that one. Like, this is obviously a Trump segue. So...
1: Everything's a Trump segment. It
0: is. Actually, unfortunately, it this is. Dude is. so Unless ridiculous. you're talking about intelligence. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He's so ridiculous. <laughs> so, yeah. He's um, really big on, like, having a press conference and saying one thing and then tweeting the complete opposite the next day. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, how do the other... I, I obviously, I don't sympathize with... Uh, conservative lawmakers and Republicans in Congress, um, because you chose this job, do it well. Like the fact that you all are bad at your jobs, that doesn't, uh, I'm I'm not gonna have any sympathy for you. Um, But uh, I do recognize the reality that uh, many of them worked to aid the process of getting this president elected and are now in a situation where it's, it's, kind of impossible for them it's a situation of their making but it's impossible you know for them to try to try to pass legislation even their own legislation <laughs> that they've you know that they've championed, for years before. Um, And when I say legislation, I use that term loosely because they didn't actually have any legislation to pass that was evidenced, uh, as was evidenced by um, their failure to have policies to put in place um, once they achieved the majority and had a Republican president. Um,
0: Majority in what though? Uh, majorities in the House and Senate. Thank you. I just want to make sure Everything. that it's clear because they have a majority state and and, and the House uh, Senate and, and, the and the White state House state houses all around. The, yeah, yeah. I just want to make country. sure that they have the clear majority, so they should be able to pass whatever they want to pass right now. Yeah, but you know, continue, sir. Just, so,
2: but yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a situation of their making. Uh, but I do recognize the reality that uh, even in the situation of their making, it's kind of an impossible situation. That's how bad this cat is, uh, where I can look at people like Republicans in Congress and still understand that even if they wanted to do something that was beneficial to the people of this nation. Not likely, but even if they wanted to, the likelihood that they would be able to is just very, very
0: low with this president. So, it's
2: an impossible situation.
0: So I was uh, listening to... Um XM radio yesterday and I was listening to a replay of Dr. Roma Leon. Um, I can't remember the gentleman's name he had on uh, that he was interviewing, but they were having a very interesting back and forth about just a lot of the things that have been going on over the last year. Like uh, for example, uh, <clears throat> Rupert Murdoch's ex-wife um, um, who happens to be of Chinese descent.
1: Hmm. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, she uh, basically was um, outed by the wall street journal. Um, that she might be basically a person of interest, that she might have like interest tied to the Chinese government. Which is interesting about that is that um, Rupert Murdoch owns the Wall Street Journal. So like it's kind of like you snitching on yourself to snitch on her. But that's not what I was going to say. What I was going to say is, another thing they were talking about was they were talking about uh, basically um, when Donald Trump was running on the campaign promises of uh, 2016 primarily in terms of building a wall and Mexico was going to pay for it. Um, after he got in office, he had a call with the president of Mexico. And basically, the president's, according to ABC News, and I'm paraphrasing, basically, the president's saying, yo, we cannot pay for this wall. It's just we, we, we maintain that position. And Donald Trump was like, yeah, but like, yeah, just don't tell the news that. Tell the news that we're, you know, we're, we're still trying to decide how the wall is going to get paid for <laughs> so It's like, yeah, because he's saying he can't negotiate Um, if you tell if you if you tell people that you're not going to pay for the wall, I can't negotiate from that perspective. So the guy's like, Nah, I'm not I'm not going to do that. So basically, this dude is basically like, I
3: got my own election to win. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: uh, (laughs) Donald Trump is basically saying, like, Yeah, don't tell these people like the truth that you're not going to pay for this shit. Just make it easy for me because we're we're both in like uh you know in 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 binds right now. We both kind of like need to make this happen. No, we're not. (laughs) No, we're not. But that's exactly how he thinks. So it's like like yeah, like yeah, help me, help me.
1: Help yeah. me, help
0: me. Yeah, yeah.
3: Sorry, gringo. You're on your own on this one. Pretty much.
0: <laughs> so I thought that was entertaining and I figured I'd share. What? It looked like you were about to say something.
1: I was, oh, I was preparing to listen. Adjusting my cardigan. Oh,
0: okay.
2: Well cardigans frequently need to be adjusted.
1: They do. I especially do. in this chilly basement. Yeah.
2: Sometimes sometimes I'll adjust to, my cardigan. Like uh I've never worn a cardigan a single day in my life, actually. This never? Happened. never, No. Not I've never, never. I've never worn a cardigan.
0: You know what? You don't strike me as a cardigan, man. I'm not
2: a cardigan dude. I'm not a
0: cardigan you know cat. You strike me as somebody that will wear a wood bow tie and a heartbeat. Uh,
2: you know what? And I have worn uh, wooden bow ties on multiple occasions and own more than one.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Slim and Lee Show. <laughs> <laughs> So
0: um, now, now I'm sick, and it's a slum Okay. Hey,
2: look, just, we're we're still like high off all of all a, off of a stellar evening in improv class on Friday. So we we both had very good class. Very good class that day. So.
0: There's something significant about that, though. We have we have basically a guy in our class who basically came in like he was gonna be the shit. Not to say that he's not good at what he does, but he just came in with a lot of confidence.
1: Speaking of the shit, is anybody watching Grownish?
0: Yes. Uh, you know, I'm first watching that shit Yeah, two episodes, I think. Watched all 411.
1: Yeah, I am a big fan of Grownish. I think I might actually like Grownish better than Blackish. You know. I
0: think I might, yo. I don't.
2: <laughs> I, well, I think Grownish, I think the timing on the show needs to get a bit better for me, but I think everything they're doing is right. They, okay, what do you timing. mean by the timing? So you know how, um, and this, this is probably not the acting, this may be the editing uh, process, but uh, you know how uh, the amount of time between uh, one statement and another, the amount of time between the setup of a joke and, uh, um, and the punchline of a joke. The um, time. Or, yeah, yeah, so, uh, but even not just the comedic time, and just any, all the time, and like the way the actors interact with one another, you know, you film it and the timing is one thing. But Mm -hmm. the editors tighten that up, however they need to see fit. So I don't know which one it is, but sometimes I'm like, ah, the pauses were too long, or the conversation didn't seem as organic. And on Blackish, it the timing is very good on Blackish. But content wise, I like where they went, like right off the bat. Oh, they are going. I really like where they went, so that I feel I feel good about the show. I just want them
0: to tighten the timing up a little. Okay. I feel like this is another Carmichael show in the making for you. No, I was joking. I was joking. Uh, but no, I, I, I thoroughly, I, I thoroughly, I thoroughly dig the show. But what were you gonna say about it? No, I just wanted to
1: bring it up for discussion. Oh. I didn't want to discuss it after the first episode because I wanted to see how it was gonna kind of play out. And so they've had like four episodes now, mm-hmm. and um, I like how they're not afraid to go certain places yeah. with the actual college experience with like I think, Adderall I think this is the most and accurate, marijuana uh, that and I've seen
0: of college experience.
1: You up and what does you up mean and hookup culture and
0: Outside of uh, you know, how, dear white people, I think it's the most accurate, I would
1: say. Well I mean the but that's difference
0: there's a, a different type of yeah.
1: Right. Um and <laughs> I just found out last week that this wasn't on ABC because that's not how I watch it because Sling doesn't Hulu. offer that.
0: <laughs> it's all Hulu though. I don't know. Um, I'm just I'm just saying, wink, <laughs> wink, <laughs> wink. I got it. It's but, just, wink, yeah. wink. It's on Hulu. It's on, it's on Freeform, which is a sister station. I think
1: Freeform, yes. I, I
0: think I think Freeform is uh, re- replaced uh, ABC, ABC family. ABC family. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's and that's what I was kind of worried about it. I was kind of worried um, about Grownish the same way I was kind of worried about Black Lightning in the sense that. Uh, certain subject matter, if you're going uh, to approach it, I don't want it to be softened. You actually have to approach it from an honest place. Um, Black Lightning, the jury's still out because there's only one episode in. I did watch it, sir, because I see you looking at me. Uh, but Growners, I feel like they've established that they're unafraid in approaching things. They've approached a lot of heavy issues very quickly um, from um, athletic culture to, again, you said the hookup culture, drug culture. Just how people like, you know, come from different backgrounds or whatever. And, you know, I think it's I think it's dope.
1: Yeah, I was not really sure the direction this was going to go in, because initially, of course, it was obviously getting a lot of comparisons to a different world because it was like a spinoff of, you know, the the daughter and Mm -hmm. going to college. Um, That's pretty much where the comparisons with a different world end, though, Mm -hmm. because it's and obviously it's a different time. Yeah. TV is a lot different than it was um, yeah. when A Different World was out. But, um, yeah, it's refreshing to see um, a college experience relate in a, a different light and not so kind of like – because it's on kind of TV, I'm not really sure what Freeform is. I, I don't have that on my sling package. Um, and, of course, I had to cut cable because I'm cheap. Um <laughs> Yeah, I just I wanted to bring it up. If you have not watched it yet, um, apparently you can find it on Hulu. Yep, and or other places where you find things.
2: I also I don't want to spoil the show, so I won't go into detail. Mm-hmm. I will simply say that um, there is a dichotomy between uh, the the main character and grown grownish um, Zoe. Uh, a dichotomy between her on blackish and her and now a new unfamiliar environment and i really really like that dichotomy i just i i enjoy the way they're doing it i don't want to say
0: any more um yeah for those who don't know what dichotomy is i think it's okay (laughs) i I think it's perfectly fine um i'll look that up after the show um i've been meaning to look it up after uh, 13 day finite dichotomy like years ago Never did it, uh, but I will do it later on. I but hear. she even she even
1: mentioned, mentioned it describe. in the show. like
0: yeah. Ugh. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I think that also that kind of made it a little more. I mean, because you go to college and not everybody has it all together. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, it's uncharted. To well, actually, most people don't have it together. Mm-hmm. I think that's the, you know, you might have it together in certain regards, but there's some way that you're not together. Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing about college. You get a chance to figure yourself out. Over hopefully four years, Years, but sometimes five, six, seven, eight, you know, college. I I
2: don't know. And maybe we can talk about this now for me, college was a breath of fresh air. Um, I I spent a lot of my youth and then early adolescence constantly encountering unfamiliar situations and uh, having to kind of rebalance and adjust who I was based on those situations. Um, you know, you start growing up poor, living in one neighborhood, and then you get evicted, so you, cause you can't pay your rent, and you go to another neighborhood, and you gotta meet all new people. Um, and I didn't grow up in the most awesome of situations. So, uh, you know, when you move, go from your hood where everybody knows you to new hoods where nobody knows you, uh, there are some adjustments that have to occur. Uh, and then you're fortunate enough to have an opportunity thanks to some diligent work from one of the greatest mothers of all time to go to private school. And that's a new situation because you grew up in a neighborhood where kind of like Dave Chappelle touched on in the uh, comedy special, like, you know, you poor and everybody else is poor. And now you go to a private school and you're poor and nobody everybody else is poor. <laughs> and that is uh, terrible. Um, but then, you know, you have to learn to adjust to that. Um, and then high school, middle school and high school kids aren't accepting, you know, of differences and they have no concept of another person's struggle and all of that stuff. Uh, so college for me was like, it was like the first time, uh, in my life where i I felt more comfortable around the people I was meeting and, uh, the, the self that I would eventually become was becoming more fully realized. And I was understanding that it was okay to be that self and uh, you know, other people were digging it so until you reach a point where you can you know get the validation you need from yourself um which is the healthiest place to get it from being able to kind of get that reassurance uh from people who are careful enough with the handling of other people um to know how to give somebody reassurance and encouragement and that stuff you know as they need to uh Kind of overcome some of the traumas they they've experienced. A lot of that stuff happened for me in college. So college was it was overall was a really really good experience for me. I don't know what you guys' college experiences were like.
1: My college experience was very different. I grew up mostly in a project and mostly going to school with uh, other black people. And I went to a predominantly white institution and. It was very interesting. It was like the first experience I had where you see um, kind of like white girl joining, where it's like, oh, you're the black girl. You're you're automatically cool because you're black, mm. even though I'm like, I'm mostly awkward, but it's okay because, you know, I'm black, so you guys think I'm cool and whatever.
2: My skin is brown. That is the only thing you have correct in this situation.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also like my mom was kind of strict.
0: Mm.
1: So, like, when I went to college, it was like, ooh, yeah, ooh, I'm about to wild out. Yeah, you know, academically, my first couple of years were a little difficult. I struggled because I wasn't always going to class because there was dick and alcohol. So, <laughs> you know, you merge those two and it doesn't work well for an eight o'clock class. So, That's how I love my next album, <laughs> dick, dick, and dick and Alcohol. alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Um, But, yeah, I I intentionally chose a predominantly white institution because I'd never spent any significant time around Mm -hmm. white people. And I kind of wanted to get an idea of what it was like to be around them. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I found it, you know, kind of helpful. But after I hit my stride and kind of stopped, you know, tampered down my whole phase a bit. hmm?
3: They weren't useful. You know, they
1: had their place. Um <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they were because it was just like, oh, we're going. And, you know, I kind of I, I empathize with Slim because I didn't grow up. With lots of money. There was actually always, usually a scarcity of money. Um, and so it was just because I was the brown girl and I was cool by default because I was brown. It'd be like, oh, we're going here. It's like, yeah. No, oh, we'll pay for it. Here, drive my car. You got to go. So we're like, sure. Yeah. Like, oh, we'll buy your alcohol. Hey, we've got weed. You want to come smoke? Yes. Yeah. I do. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> They, they had their place, they served their purpose and you know, it was it was cool.
0: Okay.
1: So I but then I was like you're still brown. You actually need to get your shit together and like actually try to graduate, so Yeah.
0: You
1: need to cut down on the dick and the alcohol.
0: Yeah. Oh or maybe just one. Uh, they're tandem. Uh uh-huh. okay. Fine find, find a concentrate.
1: what did you say,
3: you say Christy? Christy? They go together. Yeah. Dick and alcohol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay
0: that be it. That's
2: the first track. They that. go together? They go together. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can't wait to hear this album.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Those, hey, man. Don't challenge us, man. Hey, hey look. look. And we can challenge this shit. we can make a mumble rap album real fast. <laughs> real fast. You want that nigga in alcohol? You want that nigga in alcohol? You want that nigga in alcohol? There you go. That's first track. Yeah, basically. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, Christy. What? <laughs> <laughs> college. <laughs> uh, that, that was an entree for you, uh, opening for you to like express if you wanted to about your college, like high school to college experience. But if you don't want to share, that's cool.
3: Um, I didn't like high school. Neither did I. Um, But I was tired of white people. Um, In college, um, I didn't actually give a fuck what the people around me in college were doing at all, (laughs) because like I was trying to live my life and get my life together, Um, because I was running away from home, and so I was not at all interested, I think, in the long run, in uh, talking about what most people were talking about. Like I didn't want to be in a relationship when I was in college because like, um, I was fucking everybody's boyfriend. So why would I want one? Um, and I didn't really want to talk about my family because I wasn't interested in people trying to tell me or convince me that I should just, you know, be the bigger person because I'm the child and they're adults and I'm not interested in that. Um, so I was just trying to live my life. Um, but I've always felt like paying attention to where you're at and thinking that you should be like living your life according to what that particular stage in life um, is supposed to be has never been helpful to anybody. Because that usually keeps most people from actually like doing the living of life and like, I don't know, adulting. So, um, yeah, I was adulting college. Okay. So I was running away from unadult parents.
2: I was trying to figure out which track would be um, fucking everybody's boyfriends, but I think that's a different album, actually. That's not.
1: No, I
2: think
0: it's still. I think that could definitely feed into
2: the dick and alcohol concept. That's album. dick and alcohol. Christy, Christy, Christy would have to, to write on that, Charles I, don't know. I can't write it, is what I'm saying. No,
1: Christy does the intro.
2: <laughs> yeah, just her <laughs> yeah, making no. that
1: statement I mean, but at but the I'm beginning, that's the I intro. Can say
3: that, like, 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 I feel like a lot of people in college, like, especially, you know, HBCU people, everybody was all bunned up, you know what I'm saying? And, like, you know, making these life plans and shit. And I'm looking at them like, do y'all even like each other? <laughs> Fuck if y'all love each other. Like, do y'all like each other? Like, are you going to like her, you know what I'm saying, in 60 years? You know what I'm saying, when you're digging that hard? Like, I just, so I just felt like a lot of the stuff that people were talking about um, in my age group was really kind of surface in the sense that like it's way deeper than that like all of these choices that we're making and um i just felt like um like i said i was trying to live my life because i actually felt like most people around me didn't really get it
0: huh true
3: i mean like see when you don't like when when you think that everybody where you come from is fucked up and you don't want to be like them like, you're not interested in trying to be like them. And so the conversations that other people have where they're trying to be like the other adults in their life, I found that shit to be totally uninteresting because it was like, well, that shit ain't working for the adults in my life. So, like, good luck with that. But, like, the models that I've seen aren't really working. And even when I was looking at the models that the people I knew were working with, I was like, well, that's not really working for the people you know either. But good luck with that.
1: Yeah, I feel like so might- I think. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no! No, go ahead. I feel like the the people at my school, like they were bundled up for a different reason, because it was like fifty of us, maybe it was a really, really white school. So uh,
2: survival. Yeah, you were trying to keep your keep your ranks closed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then you know, after that freshman year, you know, trickles off. Yeah. And a little then venture like, venture out. By the time you get to senior year, it's like eight. So.
2: I have a little solidarity with Christy on that because I know that um, I very early on um, it, it was a it was apparent to me that the way I even the way I I ingested information the way I processed certain pieces of information it was very very different from the people around me. Um, so that, that I frequently felt isolated from people. Um and sounds like one one way Christy is different from me is that um Christy uh, seems to have owned that difference very early, um and I well, didn't see what happened. I was,
3: own it. So. I actually, I actually had some some little girlfriends get together and have an intervention. Um, first semester sophomore year, talking about we worried about you because you're mm. wearing sweatpants. You know what I'm saying? And like a t-shirt to class, and I'm like, yeah, because like why the fuck would I dress up and put on makeup? to go to class to what pull niggas like I'm pulling the same niggas like in my sweatpants and like by the way in my eight o'clock class all of these niggas haven't showered yet so why would I be up three hours early fresh showered perfume makeup wearing heels to walk up some killer ass hill that you never adjust to and so like my whole perspective I, I, I looked at all of them like well um so the person who pays for my validation sticker don't care what I wear to class, I'm done with this conversation. Mm. And, like, what I learned early on is that if you don't pay for the validation sticker, fuck you.
2: Yeah. And I just, I didn't have that, uh, I just didn't have that that fuck you in me yeah, at that point. So I, <laughs> I spent a lot of time and I think one of the reasons why um, I had some of the the issues with interacting with, with people in my peer groups um, at that time um, was because the the lack of acceptance when you process and experience things differently than other people um and their kids too. They don't know what the hell you know is going on. They don't know how to handle somebody who uh, experiences things differently. And then as a result of like a frustration or a sadness or something that you may be experiencing, your default emotion, the way you express it might be anger, and that's how it comes out of you. Um. So they don't know how to deal with it. So even though I didn't have to fuck it in your system, it a lot of frequently it manifested itself in anger. Um. And the, it wasn't until I got the college that I I I guess it kind of happened at the same time I started owning my differences the things that make me unique from people and I also was around people who saw it as a positive um, who saw those differences as something that could be a benefit to them you know, that's. L. if somebody right. has different experience, then that person can add something different to my life than the other people who are all offering the same thing. Um, so and it see, just it taught I me to weird.
3: own it. Go I knew ahead, I was weird. My dad told me when I was in, like second or third grade that I was weird. He was like, you're weird. Yeah. And like people aren't going to like that, like get used to that.
2: <laughs> and that's the similarity. We both knew we were weird. I, I just was not happy about it when I was young. <laughs> So, but uh, I've I've grown into
1: well,
3: it. I, huh, I think my dad was just very matter of fact. Like, he wasn't trying to comfort me. There was no, like, trying to beat around the bush. It was like, you're a fucking strange kid. Like, you're my kid, and I think you're fucking weird. And, um, yeah, that's not for everybody. So, like, you're going to spend a lot of time on your own because um, you're not for everybody. And I think the fact that they didn't try and make it, like, he didn't try and make it seem like, this is going to be some kind of benefit to you. Like in the long run, he was just like, no, this, this, this this is the way it is. I think that was really comforting to me in some, some sort of way. Like hope, hope I think can be dangerous sometimes Mm. with, with, with children and social situations. Cause like, you know, especially if you have a kid that wants to think the best of everybody or everything, if you give them a little bit of hope, they go out there and like, you know, make fools of themselves. And I think that like my dad was trying to like, not really foster any hope of me thinking that i was going to somehow blend in um because okay, that, that wasn't going to happen
0: interesting so did did you take it did you feel like you were weird when you were like or different in any way because i'm i'm hearing similar threads between myself Christi, and slim so i was wondering Mm-mm. no, no Mm-mm.
3: okay interesting Well, I, I think also for myself, I'm an only child. So, I mean, the reality is I was totally self-entertained.
1: Yeah. So maybe so that's also why a- I didn't think I was weird. Because I was just like, I'm the only one here. I'm the audience. I don't.
3: Hmm. Right. And 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 I was, I'm, I mean, I'm always been one of those people who like, we could play alongside each other. And maybe our play alongside each other could overlap a little bit. Like we could share material. But I don't really want to play Mm-mm. with you.
1: <laughs> I want to play with myself.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I mean, always enjoy like, playing like, with and myself. And I still
1: enjoy playing with oh, myself. Hey girl so. <laughs> <Hater, laughs> hey.
3: like we, we could be play we could play adjacent to each other, but we don't have to play with each other. Like so I think that was one of the things that as a kid that like I was very much like my own self-contained unit. And I think that was one of the things that made me weird was that I did like people, but I also didn't give a fuck about them. And if I was in my own little world and I was in my own little world and I think that really just extended to college. And when I realized that like, as people were talking, I'd be like, oh, you're annoying. I just want to hear you like stop talking. That like, I, 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 I basically never really extended my social circle much because I realized that like I'm not really for this. But that was another thing that I learned from my dad which is that he told me i didn't play well with others i have come to realize that i'm very clear about my boundaries i actually come with instructions that i will you know announce to people like a big yellow warning label with a you know a triangle the exclamation point and all that so my conclusion at this point in my life is that others don't read directions and so they don't play well with me mm. but um I would like to play alongside people. And I think the one thing about college that wasn't for me um, was that people wanted to play with each other. And I was like, yeah, no, not really for that.
1: Speaking of playing alongside others, did (laughs) 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 what was that turn? I'm did anyone? Steel. Steel. Where is it going to go? Okay. Right. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm always listening to places to kind of transition. Did anyone thought. uh read the article on babe.net on Aziz? I'm sorry.
3: I did. Okay. And so,
0: yeah, we, we talked about this the, a little bit, but you, go ahead.
3: Did you read the article that was like, I'm sorry, I'm with Aziz, bad foreplay is not sexual assault?
1: I read a couple of different response articles. I don't know if I read that one because there were, there were a few. So, um, are you familiar with the content of the articles?
2: I've not read the article. I I am familiar with the content of the article.
3: So have you read the text exchange? I think on some level that may even be the most important thing.
2: Is it between the Z's and the young lady?
3: Yeah.
1: Yes. Okay.
2: I think I think I need to do a little bit of recon on this. The only I can only discuss it, and I think Lee uh, might be in the same position can only discuss it from the con from the context of we had a discussion about it with uh, another young lady on Friday night, and she was giving us our view and she gave us her take on uh, what happened in the content of the article, but I didn't read it myself. So um, all my responses to her and all my responses to you all today will be based on how she framed it and how you all
1: frame it to me. Well, I, I,
0: I would like to add that I did hear, uh, again, there was a CNN anchor that basically countered um, okay. the article.
1: One second. Um, Christy, <laughs> do you want to do like a little synopsis of recap of the article? Yeah. Yeah. Just for
0: synopsis. Um, so the
3: article talks about how she met him at this party and like, was it, I mean, like I, I let me let me see if I can get this right. Because, I mean, I read it, but, you know, once I got to the end and realized that, like, she didn't really have a lot to talk about, I kind of, like, pushed it out of my mind. But um, it was a long—let me take that back. She had something to talk about, but let's talk about pleasure, not assault. Um, she met him at a party. I believe the way it went was she was not interested in him. Or he was not interested in her at he, first. He was, was not there. interested in her, yeah. He he was not interested in her, but then he found out they had the same camera um, and it was like an old school camera. So then they exchanged numbers and then they went out on a date. And, you know, during the course of the date, she didn't like how he ordered the wine and she didn't like how he paid the bill. But they end up going back to his place anyway, not under any duress, not feeling like, you know, there's an opportunity or we want to discuss something different. Like it's clear that like he wants, you know, like there's going to be some kind of, you know, at least heavy petting going on so they get back to his house um there's a whole bunch of oral sex that's you know freely and consensually exchanged between them mm-hmm. and then it gets weird and then after it gets weird and it gets weird because at some point because we you know you done suck my dick twice you know what i'm saying i didn't ate your cooch on my kitchen counter you know what i'm saying like I'm thinking maybe we're going to take this, you know, at least to the couch or the bedroom that, that there's going to be some PIV somewhere. Or we'll stay on the
2: kitchen counter. Whatever That's you like. Part, but go ahead.
3: Right. Exactly. But but when it gets to the point where we might transition to some, you know, actual insertion of a penis into a something, yeah. you know, other we than a the like mouth, it. Yeah. then it becomes weird. And oh, no, I just want to watch TV <laughs> and chill on the couch which is fine while you're sitting on the fine. couch
1: and I'm going to sit on the floor
3: but I'm also close to the say penis that, that, point, that I've already
1: sucked a I'm, couple of times.
3: But, but, right. And I'm also going to have to say at that point that if I'm a woman and I don't want to have sex with you and I just cool things down to the point where I'm like, you know, let's put our clothes back on and sit on this couch and act like we ain't, you know what I'm saying? Tasted each other. I actually, me personally, and this is my commentary right here. This is me personally. I'm going home. I am going home. I, I, I can home. Netflix and chill at home. So when she, you know there was saying? a point where she got up off
1: of the counter or wherever and was like, hey, I just, uh, it got real weird. She went to the bathroom. She said she stayed in the bathroom for like five minutes or so. And at that point, instead of saying like, you know what? I'm not really interested in this shit. I'm going to go home. She came back out and was like, um, she sat on the couch and they started playing Seinfeld. She's like, oh, I've never seen this episode. If you're uncomfortable enough to the point where it's like, okay, I didn't really want to suck your dick, but I did. I didn't really want you to eat me out, but I let you. Um, So now I'm going to sit on the couch and watch Seinfeld with you. And like, she could have left. And so then to just be like- Okay, and suck. I, I sucked his dick again. I didn't really want to, but you know, I was there, and he was rubbing and then on my whole shoulders.
3: The text exchange was completely passive aggressive because it was like, "Hey, I had a shitty date, and I want to tell you all the reasons why I had a shitty date." And I felt like the text exchange that she put in the article. Um, so I'm gonna where she highlights all the.
1: I'm, I'm going to read oh, the article. Oh, you want to read it for us? Yeah. Please do. So he texted her and said, hey, it was fun meeting you last night. I just dropped off my roll of film today. Fingers crossed for some solid shots. And she responded, hey, Aziz, nice to meet you too. I hope you have some good shots on the roll. Last night might have been fun for you. It wasn't for me. When we got back, Sorry. When we got back to your place, you ignored clear, nonverbal cues. You kept going with advances. You had to have noticed I was uncomfortable. I just want to take this moment to make you aware of this behavior and how uneasy it made me. Really think back to last night. You may have said it's okay, only fun if we're... It's o- it's okay, only fun if we're both enjoying it, let's just chill. But within moments of that, your fingers were down my throat. You were putting my hand on your dick continuously. It's like nothing changed even after I expressed that I'd like it to slow down. I, it may have seemed okay, but I didn't feel good at all. All day I've been playing it over. I'm realizing how much it affected me. I want to make sure you're aware, so maybe the next girl doesn't have to cry on the ride home. Good luck on your movie. Thank you for dinner. And his response was, "I'm so sad to hear this. All I can say is, it would never be my it would never be my intention to make you or anyone else feel the way you described. Clearly, I misread things in the moment, and I'm truly sorry."
3: So, I mean, I don't know what goes on in Chickadee's head, you know what I'm saying? Like, to me, from the outside looking in, it looks like some bandwagon shit, because what I see here, the problem that I see is a woman who doesn't have enough sexual agency because she doesn't have enough, I guess, invested, or she doesn't feel in control enough of her own body and her own, her own pleasure to say to somebody, "Do I don't... I don't like your vibe, you know what I'm saying? And so, like, I'm a go. And I feel like we need to talk about agency and pleasure because if you're not comfortable, if you don't like how somebody is touching you, if you don't like how somebody is talking to you, if you don't like the tone of the interaction, even if it's something so small that, like, you could tell your closest girlfriend what was going on and she'd be like, oh, I feel you, you know what I'm saying? But, like, a stranger would be like, I still don't get it, you know what I'm saying? Like, even if it's something where it's like you can't really put your finger on it If you are concerned about your own agency and your own pleasure and your own body and you are not looking to give away consent, you know what I'm saying? Not not looking to be asked for, but actually looking to give it and be willing to take it back, then you would not have put yourself in that situation. And so, like, I think the blog post that could have come out of that was her talking about some shitty day she had with some random ass dude. There's no reason for Aziz Asari's name to be mentioned at all just name dropping in a way that makes him look bad and tries to make her look good but I don't feel like she comes out of the situation looking good because ultimately you got some sexual agency in hindsight and wanted to tell a guy about himself in hindsight and yeah men need to be taught about nonverbal cues and all of that but at what point do you claim any responsibility for the role that you played in the situation right because nothing about him was Forcing her to do anything, he didn't detain her in his apartment. He might have been too handsy. I think that as women, we have all been in consensual situations that remain consensual, where you still don't like the aggressiveness or like the the the, how somebody's touch feels. And so you either put it into it, or you know you just figure out a way to like. For me personally, I don't really see any other way around that, other than I'm not I'm not doing this with you anymore because it's not fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, you have to figure out as women, we have to be able to figure out, and men too, because I would assume that, you know, like, there might be some time when some woman is giving you the worst head ever. And instead of just being like, oh, well, I guess I should be grateful for this blowjob, to be like, um.
0: It's a whoa. little different for us. No. <laughs> it's, <not> for- <laughs> it's, a, it's a little different. That, but that, it's actually, that's
3: but it's actually, But it's actually not, though. If we're going to have a real conversation about pleasure and consent, then we actually need to talk about the fact that you shouldn't be doing shit. That you don't like it doesn't really matter what you know what i'm saying you think you're supposed to be or what society tells you if it does not feel good to you if it is not fun you should not be engaging in it and i think that like if we understood consent and pleasure go together then it would be a much easier conversation to have for men and women because the reality is you don't have to consent to a bad blow job just because society tells you you should be grateful for a blow job you should be able to say Dude, you need to work on your fucking head game before you suck my dick again. What's with the teeth? Sorry, you know what I'm saying? Maybe we could try this. You know what I'm saying? And you don't have to be blunt about it, but I think that if we really understood that pleasure have and you consent
1: met me are
3: things that go together. <laughs> but they can't be detached from each other, then we would have to be having much better and much healthier conversations about what consent looks like and what what we allow people to do to us.
2: It sounds like so uh, this is like this is two different conversations for me and it might be it might be three different conversations for me. I don't know, let me parse the thought and see where it goes. Possibly four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the first com- part of the conversation is Christy is absolutely right in the area of how we are socialized and how we communicate about sex as men, as women, as people in society. It's just been problematic for so long that we have, I think the primary reason, and of course you add in the fact that people have their own psychological issues that don't have anything to do with people that they may be actually sexually interacting with at that moment um, right. or people that they might be in relationships with. That's another variable, um, but the, the reason why people have difficulty talking about sex Uh, Making what they want and what they like known to existing partners, to potential partners, uh, is just because uh, a primary reason is we're just socialized not to be – definitely in American uh, culture, we're not socialized to be open and be more direct. I got to say more direct because part of arousal is actually linked to that kind of unspoken – Kind of, you know, building a life with somebody is all about certainty, but arousal is kind of some is somewhat linked to uncertainty in some in some ways. So a, a part of that is at play. But uh, I think a, as mature adults, we need to be socializing younger people to be able to talk about this stuff more openly, so that you could do exactly what Christy is saying. You. Uh, Should be able to do now when you discuss that in the framework of people have other psychological uh, Issues and barriers that they need to overcome. That's another conversation We're just talking about how we're socialized in general not each individual's specific psychological difficulties now When you want to talk about like when you're actually in a a situation um, It is a little bit different For men than it is for women in regards to what you're getting at any given moment. Uh And it's partially because of how we are socialized. Men are socialized to pursue women. And this is a general statement that changes a little bit more every day. And I'm actually happy to see the change because I want women to be more empowered to like if you think I'm sexy to tell me you think I'm sexy. And if you want something Slim, from I me, let me, you know what? Thank you. I really appreciate it. It's made my life a lot easier with, once once the <laughs> dynamic started to change. Right. right. But, but largely, generally speaking, the dynamic is still very much antiquated as it was, which is most women are socialized to be pursued and men are socialized to pursue. So for a man, you may want good head. As a man, there is no you don't know when the next time is that you're gonna get any
0: head, especially in the '90s. <laughs>
2: yes as a, as a woman, you you have this thing going in your favor because of how we're socialized. As a woman, anytime you want to have sexual contact with someone, you can do it. For you, it's just a question of like, What's your what's your personal standard? You know, is there somebody it's like the difference between choices and options, if that makes any sense. Right there. There's a lot of there's a lot of options of men for you to sleep with out there, but not maybe the choice you would prefer to make at that moment. But if a woman literally wanted to step outside her door and have sex with somebody without walking more than 50 feet, she could do that at pretty much any time. Unless she suffers from some of the other social issues that we have, which is uh, the standards of beauty are conditioned to be a certain way, and some dudes, you know, might not want to get with a girl because she doesn't meet like this socialized standard of beauty. Uh, But for the most part, I, I just I see it all the time. Most women that I interact with are of a caliber, you know, or of a of a situation or of a circumstance where they could just walk out and they could have sexual contact if they wanted to do that. The situation is not necessarily the same for men. There are men uh, who are not Idris Elba, who are not, you know... uh, Young Denzel. Yeah, not Young Denzel, or even current Denzel, depending on the woman. You know, it's like, there are men who are not of that stature, um, or of of that, you know, situation or position uh, in life, and... They can't just go out. They're going to have to learn these nonverbal cues, which they are terrible at reading and which most women are terrible at giving. So, Because every nonverbal cue is going to vary from woman to woman. Yeah, it's not
0: yeah. C- necessarily the same.
2: But. So if a man finds himself in a situation where all the stars have aligned and he is actually having some sexual contact, which he coveted and it's consensual <laughs> and, but it's not awesome. He don't know the next time you're gonna be able to get that sexual contact.
0: It's basically like a, a line basically just like, okay, well I'm hungry now. So I'm just gonna go ahead and finish this meal. I'm gonna go ahead and finish this meal. Uh, right. It's not necessarily like, you know, I, I I was hoping for some prime gazelle, but know what this uh this hedgehog will do. Yeah, yeah. So
2: I, I just think it, it's a couple <laughs> of different conversations. The first conversation is the way people are socialized. I think yeah, we all right. agree but that critique, that, the critique of the that needs to be changed.
0: Critiquing a um, woman's head game, I just want to throw out there that that's not necessarily the, the, the best move to make. Yeah, the second, the well, second I variable. I suck your dick no more that's what's, <laughs> going, that's what's going to happen. See, next time I suck your rusty ass dick, that's what's going to happen. The second <laughs> variable is uh, an individual psychological state
2: which varies from person to person people got disorders they're not diagnosed like you don't know what's going on people have experiences that informs how they interact sexually Uh, but then you have like the actual difference that results in the socialization and the psychological and all of that stuff which is what is the experience that we have to deal with in the current climate right now and as it stands right now as a dude i mean i just went out on friday night lee was lee and i were hanging out on friday night First, I mean, I'm seeing it with my own eyes every time I go out because we were I was commenting like I think Lee laughed a couple times because I was throwing comments and stuff out of everything that I was seeing while we were out. And it's so many dudes pressing up, looking for the opportunity, looking for that end, trying to read those cues. And I'm seeing dude after dude go down in flames in a couple situations where there's a couple of shorties I'm looking at from across the bar. And it's a dude sitting there talking into the shorty's eyes. And well, she not, she looking, not looking She's not she, even
0: looking at him. She's not even looking at him. She's
2: looking at me across, across the bar the board, playing yeah. with me across the bar while this dude is trying to holler at her. And right. I'm like, this dude losing it don't even know it, but he's still trying. You know what I'm saying? It's like <laughs> for a dude. It's dude, just, dude, when we
0: walked in, there was a dude who was trying to holler. We was trying to get, get to the bar so we could holler at the bartender. And this dude was trying to push up on this young lady and like, like her body language... It's so clear because she wasn't even looking at the dude. Man. The dude was like, he was like angled in like hard, like close. And she was her body was turned away from him. She was looking uh, like, you know, down in her phone. And this dude was steady, just try to push up on her. Man. To the point where like, okay, we're just going to go elsewhere. It's bad, yo.
1: So I'm not really <laughs> um, a great proponent of expecting nonverbal cues to work.
2: Direct communication.
1: Um, yeah. yeah. I'm more of a like, no, no, I don't want to do this. This is not cool. However, it should be mentioned that it's not always safe to say no. Um, Even just like on the street, like, can I get your number? No, and you're dead.
2: He might try to put you in a trash can. Right. And
1: also, (laughs) like, if you happen to find yourself in a situation Uh, where you're alone with a man who seemed cool when you were drinking wine on this boat at dinner... And it's like, okay, well, you know, sure, let's go back to your place and watch Stranger Things or whatever. And it just kind of starts getting a little weird. Like, there's a lot of, of reading that a woman has to do to say, like, okay, at what part? And I and while I mention this, I did not get the feeling that this is what this young lady experienced in her time with Aziz. I'm sorry, but mm-hmm. I could be wrong. But there's a lot of, like, like, sometimes you have to, like, plan an escape cuz it's like okay this 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 where are the exits you got to yeah. mark the exits yeah. <laughs> yeah. right like this That's this, real. this like went the airplane. this went hard left real fast mm-hmm. and like you know a bathroom break is always a good way to say like okay let me let me run to the door now or let me kind of you know scoot and put my shoes on when i get outside hey what
0: with old girl at the, at the at the bar i'm sorry I'm are
1: sorry. you cuz it sorry. didn't seem like you were I oh, okay sorry. um so i mean It's a lot of negotiating and kind of like navigating safe versus unsafe spaces when you're a woman. I think Christy and I have both said this a couple times. Men are kind of scary. And you just being in a situation where sometimes it's like, okay, um, yeah, I'll let my hand stay here on, on your dick just a little while just until I can like- I may get out alive. Right. right. I'm not necessarily right. putting your dick in my mouth, but if I have to put my hand on your dick for a while and like, okay, give a, a, a you know, nice little pat, like, yeah. okay, you know what? Let me, um, let me go to the bathroom real quick. Yeah. And then you kind of dodge, you kind of dodge out because, you know, men, men like to kill women, um, particularly black women. And yeah. Right.
3: I, 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 I think the reason why I didn't mention any of those things in this article is because In her text conversation with him, at no point does she mention, you know, it it wasn't just that I, she doesn't say, I felt unsafe, right? you know, it's just, I don't feel comfortable with the sexual contact. And I think that, you know, it should always be known in situations where just intimate partners, period, because the reality is, let's be honest, people, um, people in same-sex relationships... Um, and genderqueer people tend to endure more violence with themselves, you know, as as, as intra intra population violence and inter population violence than uh, people in uh, heteronormative uh, situations. So the reality is, you know, um,
2: hold hold no on, sec, Christy, saying, we got a we got a plane flying overhead. Let's, let's give it a, give it out. a second, so you won't get drowned out. We'll give you a cue, when you can pick
0: back up. Hold on, sec. <laughs> when you live next to airbase this is the longest flying plane of all times like well,
2: mm. it's a plane they they're covering several be fast several hundreds of miles in a very short period of time okay. all right christy
3: um so no matter what the gender schematics of your relationships are and no matter how many people are involved in them there's always the potential for intimate partner violence um and so i think that that should always be taken into account but i think that the reason why I, you know I want to specifically state that I didn't mention that is because at no point in time does the woman in her article that she wrote or in the conversation that she had with Aziz Ansari talk about feeling physically unsafe or mm-hmm. feeling like she mm-hmm. had to stay there or detained. She felt obligated to engage in this you know sexual uh, co- you know contact with him. But I think that's why it is so important for consent and pleasure to go together. And I think that it's equally important for men, you know what I'm saying, who don't have as many choices, you know, as women, according to men. Um and, and I think it's important because the reality is no one should settle for something that is not making you feel good because you don't know when you're gonna get the next thing. Like that's that's not actually okay because you know when you're going to get your next orgasm you know what I'm saying it may not be with somebody else but you, you can guarantee your own next orgasm you know what I'm saying in the time it takes you to pee well that's that's so, true like that, but it's not the same that I'm not no no and and it's not the same but I think that if we are talking about pleasure then first of all if we're talking about pleasure. And men are thinking, oh, does this make me feel good? Does this make her feel good? We don't actually have to think so much about whether or not it's consensual because you know whether or not somebody, whether or not you go going to make somebody feel good. I don't think anybody is fooling themselves into thinking, oh, she liked it. I think people like to say that, but I don't think anybody is really fooling themselves into thinking that. So I think that pleasure and consent are things that go hand in hand. For the reason that we shouldn't be settling for things that aren't good. We shouldn't be settling for something, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, so, okay, fine. You don't know if you're ever going to get somebody to suck your dick again. So you keep letting, you know what I'm saying? Some girl, you know what I'm saying? Who's mildly interested suck your dick. And what? Six years later, you still getting the same mediocre ass blowjob because you don't know if she's going to suck your dick again next Tuesday come on now like I feel like because cause that's where that that's, that's where that pattern leads into and the reason why I say that is because you know what I'm saying there's a whole bunch of Silicon Valley millionaires and billionaires that have been millionaires and billionaires and had good ass jobs with high ass income you know what I'm saying that been you know what I'm saying doing whatever for a really long time and they still saying you know what I'm saying 10-15 years into the game oh well you know I gotta pay for sex and it's alright for me to objectify women because I didn't get enough in high school dude grow the fuck up So like, I feel like that argument is not actually a valid argument ever, you know what I'm saying, for anyone, for men or women, because that argument, when men are allowed to get away with it, persists 15, 20 years later. And it's like, we can't be talking about, you know what I'm saying, at 35, what didn't happen when you were 16. Like, that's just not okay. because now you're a whole grown ass adult with a whole life, you know what I'm saying, and a whole bunch of responsibilities. And the reality is, you know better. You just don't want to do better because that requires you to do work. And I think that, you know, when we don't want to talk about consent and pleasure, it's because we don't want to do the work. You know, and I think there's a lot of times when men get a pass on doing the emotional work that it takes to, one, first of all, get anybody to want to have sexual contact with you. Guess what? You got to be likable. You got to be desirable. You don't have to be, you know what I'm saying, the sexiest man out there. But I mean, you got to make somebody, you know what I'm saying, want to suck your dick. Like, you know, being an asshole. You know what I'm saying? Like, that doesn't do it. Uh, And uh, there's a big difference between being socially awkward and being an asshole. And I Mm -hmm. think there's a lot of grown-ass men that used to be socially awkward that are now just assholes. feel like uh, there's a whole lot that you said from a man's perspective that really needs to be unpacked because, you know, part of that man's perspective that you're talking about, you know what I'm saying, in 40-year-olds, that shit is not acceptable. Saying shit that you need to get therapy for, or you just not equipped to deal with mature women your age because this is the mindset that you have.
2: Well, I think you're making the assumption that all the women our age are mature. I think that's the first mistake.
3: I'm not um, saying <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying they are, but just but just, look, just because your shit is fucked up, you know what I'm saying, doesn't mean that everybody else's shit is.
2: And I, I think one thing we need because to do your is shit
3: he, isn't fucked up doesn't mean that everybody else's shit isn't.
2: Here, here's and what so I, we
3: all got our own baggage. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. I'm 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 gonna keep talking. We all got our own baggage. But, but we were I'm responsible for my baggage and you're responsible for yours and you don't get to put your shit on me and say, but you got your shit too. No, I got my shit, you know what I'm saying? And the reality is I don't get to bleed all of my gaping wounds all over you, you know what I'm saying, and expect you to clean it up. And you don't get to bleed your gaping wounds all over me and think that I'm responsible for that mess.
2: Okay, so there's a reason why I caveat the things I say the way I say them. Um, I started off my comments by saying, first of all, there's an element of socialization. The social- socialization impacts everybody. Men are not exempt from that. Women are not exempt from that. And a lot of what individual people are comes from the way we're socialized by governments, by generations that come before us, by family members, uh, by popular culture, Um, all of these things have an impact on us and our own experiences. The second thing I said, and that's why I said this is a bunch of different conversations for me, and keep in mind, I'm speaking from my perspective, so some of these things are opinions and some of these things are based on (laughs) empirical data and some of these things are just based on my anecdotal experience, right? Which means that uh, I could be in a small minority, I could be in a major majority, I could be somewhere uh, in the median. Um, But the second thing I said was, each individual's psychological situation. Um, so I think I covered all of that in in my comments. But the third thing I said was we have to deal with the reality of the socialization and each individual's psychological situation. All of that stuff puts you in a situation where you you there's still a practical reality that you got to deal with. Um, I know a lot of people. I have an interaction with a lot of people. I got to say that I see, and obviously this is not my situation. My situation is quite different um, for those who know me, but uh, I know a lot of dudes who are not assholes, who are generally speaking, nice guys. Um, they may not be the most charming guys in the world, but they're nice. They're respectful when they speak to women, they're cordial in public and, and, But they're still dealing with, A, the way men and women are socialized and B, whatever psychological shit they're dealing with and whatever psychological shit that the women they interact with are dealing with. So I think that saying you just got to be willing to do the work, that's a true statement that I agree with. But I don't want to negate the fact that the end of the work that an individual person has to do. It's not all about the individual work that that person has to do. There is some large scale, macrocosmic social work that has to be done to humans to actually mitigate this problem. Um, so, as like I feel you on a lot of the statements, I just don't want to belittle the practical reality of in this situation. Like, like you, they're the real. Saying that a man just has to be willing to do the work, that partially negates the practical reality of the situation for each individual man. There are men who are taking steps to do those things, to do that work, and they're still not having great experiences because the women... That they're interacting with have their own socialization, have their own experiences, and have their own psychological issues that they're dealing with. And saying that the man just has to make an alteration to his approach and what he does doesn't take into consideration the fact no, that
3: No, I'm saying that maybe you should like something different too. Cause the reality is doing the work isn't all about changing up your approach. It may actually be changing up what you approach.
2: Yeah. So and also another variable that goes along so, with that so, is so you may not, just so, so you may wait, just let you may if just you
3: keep pursuing the same. If you keep pursuing the same, if if you are in the same pattern and you are not recognizing and doing anything to change it, then the reality is you're not actually doing the work.
2: So, but and but, I think there's a
3: lot of there's a lot of surface work that people talk about doing that actually isn't real work.
2: So, what if the guy is doing that work? Then what?
3: I mean, then you know what? Life is shitty and everybody don't get a happy ending.
2: And that's what I'm saying. So what I'm saying is if the way but, but if that, where that, you but, but, end is but, 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 life is shitty and everybody but, 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 don't get a happy ending. That means sometimes you got to take some bad head until but, you get some better head. <laughs> that's, just, that's the way well, it well,
3: works. Well, well, no, well, no, you don't, because the practical reality is consent. We go together practically. They go together because, you know what I'm saying? You're doing this because you say you want pleasure, but it's not actually pleasurable. And so that's where agency comes in and personal responsibility because it's okay for you to figure out because someone's doing the work then if you're in a relationship or if you're in a situation relationship, whatever the case is, is you figuring out how to say to somebody, I don't like how you do this. Maybe we could try something else. That's agency. And that has to do with pleasure and it has to do with consent because if it doesn't feel good, you shouldn't be letting somebody do it to you.
2: Well, I agree with that. But I'm also saying that, are you saying that if a person gets some bad head the very first time that person gets some bad head. You're not supposed to take into account whatever your circumstance is with that person at the time, where you are in that relationship with that person at the time. As soon as you jump off the... You're not supposed to consider like how people interact with one another and the nuances and how that interaction transpires. You're supposed to just come right out the back and, and be like... That uh, shit was terrible. Yeah, yeah. This ain't... Awful. No, but you should be gotta,
1: able uh, to have
3: a conversation I, to I, say I, like... I had a conversation. And see, the reality is... Is Again, we talking like fucking boys and not men because the reality is men who are doing the work will learn how to say, you know, I don't you learn a tactful way to say, I don't like how you do that. Could you try this? And when like that is actually, that is actually part of the work. You uh, That's for you to figure out. Exactly. I mean, like,
2: the is, that's the whole that's the whole it, point but it, <laughs> that I'm but making.
3: It doesn't feel good, I mean, I personally don't accept bad head. And the reality is, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't accept bad head, if it's not good for me, I'll be like, mm, nope, stop, please.
1: I've actually kicked because someone out of my vagina.
3: And the reality is I tell more people, no, I'd rather you not mm-hmm. eat my pussy. Just based on how you touch me, because I know you're not going to know what you're doing when you get down there. Then I do have people eat my pussy. So there may be a thousand niggas lining up to eat my pussy. But if I'm only gonna ever going to let 10 do it, then it doesn't really matter if 900 other motherfuckers say, oh, can I eat your pussy? Because I don't want that.
2: I just I think it's a I just think it's not it's not a practical uh, under it's not a practical. I'm not going to say understanding because you definitely understand the issue. I don't think it's a practical reality that that we can say that it's the same for men and women because it's just it's not the practical reality is not the same.
3: But it actually is the same. There are just as many men as there are women who don't do oral sex at all who don't eat pussy you know what i'm saying there are just as many women out here who are sexually frustrated because they may be super fucking attractive and they can't find anybody to fuck them period even if they stepped out you know what i'm saying outside of their door naked so the reality is there are a lot of times i think when men look around and think that it is so much easier for women and that is a story that has been told by society but that's not actually true It's just as hard for women as it is for men. We may have different struggles, but it's just as hard. There are just as many women, you know what I'm saying, who are having a hard time with men as there are men having a hard time with women. And maybe we all need to be looking at something different.
2: I'm going to have to respectfully agree to disagree saying, on people, the on the just as many, because um, I think based on I know uh, I'm relying a little more. And you guys know, from based I'm on this discussion, this I mean, is I'm, I'm relying more numbers, on my anecdotal but experience but but than I usually but do. If, but empirically, but if, even speaking like that, I've read plenty, plenty numbers,
3: of but the numbers bear out that black women are having a hard... Actually, the, the numbers bear out that women, period, are having a harder time than men, but especially black women.
2: Hard, well, and then, see, define harder, though. That's the question. Well, what do we... Uh, we need to set some standards and understand if we're going to talk about things like okay. they are the same. We are, that, like we, we, we are, not,
3: we are y- Y'all are getting married more than us. Y'all are in relationships longer than us. The reality is men are better are, are better at being in relationships than women are.
2: But what is that? I we're better, we're, we're not talking about being better. in relationships. We talking okay. about we talking about having sex. Like those are, those two things are not the same. I I what what's the difference? Being in relationships uh, versus having sex. <laughs> I, I would yeah. think you
0: <laughs> yeah, you yeah. you would be the one to tell me what me the that difference one. is. I I know what the difference
2: is.
3: But what 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 is it that most people want? I mean, you want to be loved, you want to be fucked.
2: I mean, what what do you socialize the one and what do you actually want? I think that's the real question that you need to ask, right? Like, I I think most people have no idea what they really
3: want. But I also think that the reality is there's a lot of people that are having sex. You may not just be having sex with the people you want.
2: And that could be, that's true. It's a big world and there's a lot of people in it.
3: So so I think that there's actually more people who are having sex. They're just not having sex with the people they want. Than it is that there are people not having sex periods. I
2: I agree with that wholeheartedly. And that's
3: the lion
0: eating.
2: Yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm saying like, if you're if you're in a situation.
3: But you know what? But 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 and but you are hungry. You're hedgehog, but if you a hedgehog, <laughs> why you think you get to fuck a gazelle? Because it's way more hedgehogs in the world than it is gazelles.
2: I I think uh, everything and I
3: think all. I think the reality is a lot of men feel entitled to, you know what I'm saying. Probably a better quality of woman than they actually deserve.
2: I think the same exact thing can be said for
0: a lot of women, though. Yeah, The exact same thing yes. can be said for tons of women. Okay, so I, oh, I, I've been I've been largely silent uh, in the, in this conversation. One because it's yeah, I, I think both of y'all have very interesting points. I, I would like to say, <clears throat> Slim, actually. Um, Mentioned uh, an aspect of socialization, which is the standard of beauty, that kind of gets thrown in there. I'm very and, careful when yeah. I choose. One. No, 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 no. no it's, but it's a very it's dicey thing because I mean, oh, I would I say, hear What you're saying. Well, I haven't said anything. Exactly. Covered all bases. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So uh-huh. what I'm saying is, there's also that aspect that so we understand because we're intelligent enough to in this conversation know that that's a factor. Mm-hmm. But I think it should be like like specifically brought up because from my personal experience. I've seen and I have witnessed personally where it's just like, you know, a very attractive woman, the way she approaches sex, like a quote unquote dime piece, which is a very antiquated term. But a quote unquote dime piece, which is a 10 um, versus a strong seven and a half typically performs very differently in bed. And the dime piece is performing like you should just be happy that you're here.
2: Starfish. (laughs)
0: <laughs> whereas that seven and a half comes to the comes to the table with work ethic and it's a different interaction so there are a lot of different factors that, that go into this whole situation i will say what is, for my person
3: what, what is work ethic
0: skill set that there 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 are some women that believe that it, their purpose and having sex is just to be there. Just to be present. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they lay there. They, they don't throw nothing back. They don't, you know what I'm saying, getting on top, what is that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, arch your back. You know what I'm saying? None of that. It's like, yeah, they have no like head game whatsoever. It's just a lot of Switch things of that they is a foreign yeah, concept. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, it, it's pretty much just, it's just I'm just going to lay here and you turn me whichever way you want. Um, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to try to make this better for you or me. I'm just going to be here. But
3: you don't actually know what somebody's sexual work ethic is on the street. You don't know that until you got them in the bed. Exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. I'm not, I'm not, yeah. Exactly. Now, I, as I will gym.
3: say though, the guy that
1: told me it's not that big, <laughs> it's not that good, it's not going to last that long. I did know his sexual work ethic because <laughs> he, he told me he put yeah. it out there. Yeah. Didn't believe him. He yeah. was not a liar.
0: And and he I mean.
3: He deserves nothing.
1: No. But he was he certainly honest. certainly did not deserve... He was honest with He was.
3: <laughs> and, and, but that's why he didn't get a repeat. This is true. And I feel like a dude, you know what I'm saying? That same dude would turn around and dog the shit out of women. But like... You know did you, you get that vibe
0: from him? <laughs> I, I
3: don't know. I left.
1: No, I'm just, I, I'm just saying... <laughs> I home,
0: you I mean, like the person? No, I'm just saying right. because he was so honest. He was like he, like, he was painfully honest. Like a lot of dudes don't have that matter so self- okay so i have a lot of women friends i honestly women don't friends. remember
1: a whole lot about okay. his personality i just remember like oh that that's was, that's fair but that i have a, a very a... honest sexual experience
0: um okay and it was what it was now the reason why i was asking is cuz i have a lot of women friends and i've had a lot of honest conversations i feel like the best way to learn the opposite sex is to talk to the opposite sex mm-hmm. so having like friends like kid and I have had a lot of gully conversations over the years, a lot of which is vaulted. But we've had a lot of uh, gully conversations over the years where we, we'll ask each other real shit or we'll talk about real shit that's happened. And um, not just kid a lot of women friends, they'll just like tell me stuff or whatever. And, and, and apparently every woman that I've talked to about this or just about every woman I've talked to um, with, when it comes to sex has dealt with a dude that was wholly confident that he was killing a game and he was not. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So like that self awareness. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of dudes. Um, this is something that's um apparently comf- com um commonplace from for women. Like a lot of dudes who uh wanna wear magnums but can't fit them. <laughs> <laughs> huh?
1: So I had a good girlfriend. Yeah, with a Baggy gum. Um, who was engaging in a sexual relationship with this guy and they had to like many of us have had to do take a little run to the CVS or the Walgreens Walmart whatever for condoms and they were in the aisle and he went to grab magnums and she was like what are you doing and he's like oh I'm getting some condoms she's like well why are you getting magnums and he's like oh you know she's like actually no I don't know because you don't you don't need and then she proceeded to laugh loudly oh no which um see that's not the conversation yeah, that's, that's a sloppy scene. handling of the conversation yeah that's sloppy <laughs> yeah. that's, that, and that's he was like, like your head is terrible he was like i, I don't understand what's going on she was like okay you know you don't need no magnums you better go on and get these regular size condoms and she yeah it, needless to say they did not have sex that night mm. yeah, but no he probably cond- tried to go
3: back how though. old how, how how old were they? we were
1: in our 20s when this happened, I want to say maybe around like twenty-three or twenty-five, somewhere around there. Oh yeah, he knew better than that. Maybe
0: he didn't. He might not. That's hey, the hey, that's hey, the hey, thing. He, again, because we're at the end of the day, I think what we are discussing, I think we can all agree, uh, we are dealing with one socialization. We've we said that word a lot. Yeah. We're also we're that's also dealing factor, with think. um a a level of self awareness and investment in terms of how we approach and deal with these things. So. If you're not self aware and then nobody's made you aware, then that's what it comes down to. Like, typically, if a woman gives someone bad head, that's not the first person she gave bad head to. Right. So she went to somebody else first, likely, not possible. Somebody not, need to tell it. It, but you're somebody kidding. might not ever told her. And it could have been something as simple as she was really hot. And you don't want to tell that really hot girl because you're just happy to be there sometimes, depending on where you but are you're in life. Not
3: Oh I'm not God. saying it's right. I'm that, just saying that, what I'm just saying. That, the
0: logistics. That's the practical reality. That, that
2: is
3: why we need to be talking about pleasure and sex. Oh, or we're not together. disagreeing
0: on that. Yeah, yeah. We, we're not disagreeing on why we need to talk about it. But we're just saying what it is. Why we need to talk about it.
2: Yeah, I think I, Chrissy. I think the I think we we don't disagree with your statements. I, I think they, they, I'm just acknowledging know, the read. The, the reality of here's the thing i'm a different type of no, dude reality, i'm very honest i'm right, very but straightforward
3: the reality is we we we, we passed that like we, we are out of the 80s we are out of the 90s it is all about intersectional intersectionality now and the reality is pleasure and consent intersect they just do pleasure sex and and consent they all intersect
2: yeah and climate and
3: you're not getting one of those three going on you got something fucked up going on and it's a story that you're going to tell your friend that may result in a laugh but surely didn't get you an orgasm nope. at least not one that you could really appreciate you know what i'm saying and so the reality is we for practical purposes actually need to be talking about all three of these things at once because if we talk about all three of these things at once like we should be then we don't actually need to talk about well what is like some of these psychological situation because you know what they said no because they felt comfortable enough to say no why their head is fucked up you know what i'm saying maybe yeah. it's all spider in the corner i don't know i don't even care you know what i'm saying what i want is for people to be able to say no so because that doesn't feel good and i don't want to do this with you or yes please more of that you know what i'm saying but until we start being able to talk about all of these three things as one in the three-dimensional sense like life happens you know what i'm saying and we're going to have all these problems because we keep having to have separate conversations when we don't actually have to have separate conversations did you like it do you want to do it again with that person i
1: don't see why that's a bad thing to ask
2: what i'm trying to figure out is I how think do you, people
0: are, might be afraid of the response
2: and well, I'm, I'm but trying, you
1: shouldn't be afraid of the i didn't say response. you should be i just said I mean, a lot of people i
0: don't I, mind the truth i mean it might not feel yeah, comfortable when so you hear I it i may be able to have a conversation know the truth.
2: i'm okay I'm, with saying
1: like did you like that did you not like it is there something you would have preferred i agree
2: <laughs> I, I agree with christy and i agree with you and <laughs> i agree with lee what i am saying is you can agree we all agree that climate change is real right
0: Eh, I don't know. I think it might be like cooked up. By D- come on, man. Okay, no, okay. Let's yeah. be serious for a sec. But we all agree that, now I gotta be serious, that climate
2: change is real, right? Yes, yes. But sir, guess what? I
0: agree that climate change is a real thing.
2: In order for people to do something about climate change, there's a reality that people are being purposefully told by some people who have ulterior motives that... Climate change could be a hoax and climate change is not real and so on and so forth. So saying that climate change is real and we need to do something about it. There are many of us who actually agree with that. The practical reality is actually doing something about climate change means you have to address all of the issues that make it difficult to do something about climate change. I'm saying this is the exact situation we're talking about here. We all agree that you should be able to have these direct conversations. You should be able to say what you like and what you don't like. You should be able to be honest about what somebody's doing and what impact that's having on you sexually. But how do you have that conversation without addressing why we're not having those conversations right now? The reasons we we're have- not having those conversations are the are the way people are socialized and a person's individual experiences and psychological situation. And if you don't address those issues, people aren't going to have those conversations. We're still going to be talking about why people should be talking about things that they're not even capable of talking about. They're not even equipped with the communication tools or capacity to talk about. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. We agree
0: with the yeah.
3: problems. Skills to put your dick in somebody's ass, then don't ask anybody to put your dick in their ass. Same one more time. You don't have the communication skills to put your dick in somebody's ass, then don't ask to put your dick in somebody's ass. I think that's what it comes down to. Like what I, what I'm saying to you is, if you don't have the communication skills to talk about the the act that you are about to engage in we y'all about to exchange possibly body fluids. And even if you don't exchange bodily fluids, most of the sexually transmitted infections are on the table. So you actually need to be having a conversation anyway. If you can't have a conversation, you're not mature enough to be doing whatever it is that you're doing again. And Agreed. We actually need, but but but, but we, we don't actually need to talk about why people are mature, or why they aren't mature. We need to actually bring the conversation, the level of the conversation up to the fact that we need to be mature enough to do this.
2: But how do you, you get, get mature? Change. How do you get it? You how do you get there?
3: first time you do it, you may say something wildly offensive and inappropriate and you know what? You just don't do that with the next broad. Or maybe this broad gives you a do-over and you just don't say that the next time. Or maybe you ask her, hey, now that I've gotten the shit out of my mouth, can you tell me a better way to have said that?
2: How do you get a person to the place? A person who has not learned, who has not been taught, who has not seen examples of it, how do you get that person to a place where they can do where they can take that chance where they could do something different from the way they've done it where they can try something how do you get them there without addressing the reasons why they can't and why they're not there that's what i'm asking you're saying just do it but
3: i mean ultimately what happens is they run into somebody who has the gumption to say what the fuck and either they learn to have a conversation from that point on or they keep running from. so the solution is just time the only way you, you learn, you, the way you learn things is seriously by doing.
2: Okay. So that means a lot of you people know, are way just way never gonna going to learn it then.
3: I mean, well, then that's on them. And I, that's, and
0: that's
2: them. I just refuse to accept that with many. I think the, re- the reason why we have a lot of social problems is that we're not willing to take a look at some of the systemic reasons why we have those well, social problems so that we can understand them better.
3: I think there's a lot of men who aren't comfortable with being told by a vagina that like you're not entitled to my vagina.
2: I'm very comfortable.
0: <laughs> I actually, I actually, I actually want to know that. Let people, me know that that vagina <laughs> wants me. That 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 is that that works why, for me.
3: But ultimately, the reason why we don't have these conversations is because people are uncomfortable, and people don't like to be uncomfortable. Well, the reality is, you know what I'm saying? We could be uncomfortable in two ways. We could be uncomfortable and still having these mediocre maybe orgasms, or we could be uncomfortable and figure out how to make this better.
2: I agree. I think what we're just dis- only thing I we're mean, disagreeing on is how it. we get from A to Z. We're agreeing that we well, need to get from do- A to it- Z. Well,
3: well the, the way we do it is that the society at large, the people who are capable of it, talk about it and they do it. I mean, it. It look, seriously. 30 years ago, you know what I'm saying? Like people didn't talk about going to therapy. 20 years ago, people didn't talk about going to therapy. You know what I'm saying? Like even now, people sometimes maybe still whisper about therapy, although it's hard to, you know what I'm saying? Because everybody from Love and Hip Hop and the Real Housewives of anywhere have all been to therapy. So now, you know what I'm saying? We talk about going to therapy because it's just something that people do now. You know what I'm saying? But it took 30, 40 years of Cosmo telling us to get a fucking therapist. You know what I'm saying? For us to be able to have it out in the open. So the reality is it got to be some few brave people in the beginning who are like, fuck it. This is real life. You know what I'm saying? And this is what it is. Either we're going to be uncomfortable and we're going to figure out how to make it better. Or we're just going to be uncomfortable. and We're going to stay in this bullshit. And like we move from there. The culture moves because people are brave enough to step out and say, this is what I do. You know what I'm saying? The reality is I personally don't do any kind of anal play because it is exit only. But for me, you know what I'm saying? But I, you know, uh, until people started talking about the fact that, like, um, I'd much rather have anal sex than some PIV. You know what I'm saying? People didn't know that that was a thing. Now that people talk about it, you know what I'm saying? It's a thing. They sell fucking sex toys in the CVS now. They legit sell vibrators, not even in packs of condoms as a little toy, like legit cell vibrators in the CVS. You, oh, if you can't that. go home and talk to your mama about her sex life, you know what I'm saying? That's between you and your mama. But the culture right now is such that like most grown ass people can go home who understands that like sex is in the air. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're not pretending that that's not happening. So the reality is, you know what I'm saying? If you want the culture to move, then move it. One person at a time, you know, tell your daughter, you know what I'm saying? You need to not settle for mediocre head. You know what I'm saying? Don't be excited just because a nigga volunteer to eat your pussy. You know what I'm saying? If you're not getting an orgasm, tell a nigga, stop. You know what I'm saying? If you got too much teeth, you know what I'm saying? Tell her, stop. But you as a dad need to figure out how to give her pointers. You know what I'm saying? The way we get people, our friends and our children along.
1: So one person at a time, what we're going to do is kind of sign off.
3: Wrap it up, please.
1: We are going to wrap it up fajitas yes um, you already know where to listen to us because you're listening to us but um, treat us like good head and share us with your friends um, Ooh, do you share
3: good head with your friends
1: <clears throat> no but that's not how that's not my ministry <laughs> but who hey who am I to say what is is or is not in somebody else's ministry um, hopefully Lee will not die and we'll be able to actually sign off um <laughs> So, closing out the show, um, this is T. Rich.
0: That's double. <laughs> <laughs> DaVinci <laughs> Parks, a.k.a. Lee but the third, and, of course.
1: I already
0: said it. Already said it. Cool.
1: Thank you, folks. Um, please continue this conversation offline, or you can continue oh, it online so with us if you want. We always are open to your comments and feedback.
0: Facebook page, Facebook group, and the website www.flashblackradio.com um,
1: Is there a Twitter?
0: Oh, there is. At Flash Black News, if you just want to stay informed at Flash Black Radio for everything involving podcasts and personalities of the podcast, and there's also an IG, which I've fallen off of and we'll get back on. Yes,
1: we have a phantom
0: bill, but okay. not yet.
1: But um, donate to us okay. in your house. Um, <laughs> all right, and on that note, we are for
3: out. real. We'll check or PayPal.
2: I mean, if you want to just give me money, and it don't have nothing to do with the show. I'll take that, I'll just, I'll, I'll just take some coins. I like coins,
3: messenger us. We will take any kind Bitter of you, light.
2: you can say, you can send me Bitcoin, <laughs> yes. Litecoin, you can send me Ripple, you can send me Ethereum, yeah, or yeah. Any, any cryptocurrency you want to send me. Holler at uh-huh. your boy. Sorry. <laughs>
3: Occurrences of like pork bellies. Like do people buy pork
2: bellies? What are they? I'm about to be the real Bobby Digital. Okay. Send
0: me all your digital money. I will take it.